أعوذ بالله تعالى من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله تعالى فلا مضل له ومن يضل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وحبيبه بلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح الأمة وكشف الله عز وجل به الغمة وجاهد في سبيل ربه حتى أتاه اليقين اللهم صلي وسلم وبارك عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد الحمد لله من بعضز الإسلام الله سبحانه وتعالى بلستس bestowed his name on us and extended in our lives until mashallah we've hit the month of Ramadan my brothers this month is a very 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 special month the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says لو يعلم لو تعلم الأمة ما في رمضان أو لو يعلم الناس ما في رمضان لتمنوا أن يكون العام كله رمضان if people knew we don't we hear some rewards, some this, some that. But our understanding of the value of this month is not up to scratch. Still, we deal with the month of Ramadan. Some ajr, some salah, some this. The Prophet ﷺ says, if you knew what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives in this month, you will wish the whole year was Ramadan. And alhamdulillah, not only my brothers, Allah extended in our lives until mashallah, another Ramadan came in our life. But also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made us amongst those who are making i'tikaf in the last 10 days of Ramadan. A very, very, very important sunnah of the Prophet But my brothers, we have to be very, very focused. It's a very, very short time. Today's our first talk. Before you know it, in the blink of an eye, we'll be sitting in the same gathering like this, saying what's happening for Eid. Before you know it, these 10 days will fly. We've seen it, we've experienced it so many times. Shaitan is telling you, oh, Farah, there's still 10 days left. Habibi, don't. Close your eyes, open your eyes, it's Eid and everyone's going home. And what's left for us? Rule. Memorize it. Learn it, repeat it, think of it, ponder over it for the rest of your life. Whenever you hear about this deen, my brothers, memorize this golden rule. Right? All what you hear about rewards, good deeds and bad deeds, and how haram is this, and how rewarding is this. All of this language is kindergarten language. What's that language? You know when you talk to your two-year-old, three-year-old, you have a baby. You have a three-year-old. How do you talk to her, to him? How do you talk to your kids? What do you say? Habibi, ayuni, you know? If you, if, you, if you eat your meal, inshallah, Baba will buy you a nice toy. For you, as an elderly person, an adult, you say, I'm dealing with a kid, I'm dealing with a baby. Likewise, my brothers, the language of good deeds and bad deeds is the language of babies. Allah is talking to babies. When you mature in your deen a bit, when you move forward with Allah and grow up, you understand that this language 
you know, was only fit for a certain phase. The issue of, brother, how rewarding is i'tikaf? How much ajr are we getting, man? How much hasanat, tabarakallah, we are praying, you know, all night. MashaAllah, we're doing khidmat, I'm doing this, I'm in the front row, I'm, uh, MashaAllah, I did khidmat. Brothers, wallahi, 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 uqsim billah, memorize this line. All of these equations, how much good deeds, how much bad deeds, that's the language of babies, the language of kindergarten. You haven't even entered school yet. What we want is this heart. What we want is this heart, and we don't want emotion. Heart, my brothers, knows two things. Knows emotions and permanent change. Sometimes an experience happens in your life and it changes your heart permanently. Permanently, خلاص. And sometimes you get emotion. You know, like the person, for example, who hears a verse in the Quran that affects him. What happens to him? You'll find him at uh, maybe getting emotional, maybe he'll cry, tissue, sob. He will hear some dua, a dua will affect him and he will start sobbing. Two minutes later, he's on his phone watching, you know, something haram. What was that? Emotion. You know? Atifa. <laughs> Emotions come and go. What we want, my brothers, is permanent change. Please, for the sake of Allah Azza wa Jal, understand this. Understand your target. Imagine someone, my brothers, going to a shop, you're going to the market, you know what you want, you're focused, you know where it is in Woolies, in Coles, you know the aisle, you go inside, you buy it and you leave. Some people are lost, they go into the shop and he's there, far out, look at all this bada'a, look at all these things, mashallah. And then subhanallah, in the midst of all the commodities there, he actually forgets what made him come to Woolies or Coles. Do not lose focus. What do we want to achieve from this i'tikaf? Be focused. No focus, no benefit. We want to identify what we want from this experience. Is it ajr? Is it rewards? I'm telling you now, if you're here for rewards, inshallah, you, you, are, you, are, you did not enter school yet. You are still in the kindergarten. Still a baby. Good deeds and bad deeds, kindergarten language. What we want is permanent change. Myself, after Eid, where am I? My understanding. My understanding of this deen. My relationship with Allah Azza wa Jalla. My understanding of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from me. This is dhahab. This is gold. This you can't buy in the shops, my brothers. This needs connection with Allah azza wa jal. It needs this environment. So be focused. Have your eyes on after Eid. Not now. Don't say, oh, mashallah, you know. Trust me. Trust me. Experience. Wallahi, my brothers. Our test is after Eid. Our test is a lifetime. It's a life. It's a marathon, not a hundred meter race. 
What do you leave the i'tikaf with is your dahab, is your gold. What changed in me? My understanding, my intentions, my path, my day, my night. What changed? Me before the i'tikaf and me after the i'tikaf. This is all what it matters. Yesterday, the day before people came and joined, they were in a state of iman. Correct or not? Every one of us was in a state. Some people are buckled, some people are strong. You, had in, you were also in a state of understanding. Like, where are you? What does Allah want from you? You had a view. You had a vision. Oh, I want this, I want that. We want to leave after Eid different people. This, it was, this is what taqwa means, my brothers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu, kutiba alaykum usiyamu, kama kutiba ala alladheena min qablikum la'allakum, Allah wants taqwa. Allah wants taqwa. Taqwa in an i'tikaf only. How many of us, my brothers, are wearing abaya in an i'tikaf? How many brothers have put the sunnah clothes on when they came in? What's his intention for Eid day? What's his intention? On Eid day, you'll find, mashallah, boys say, Chef, I need to leave one, one hour early. The barber gets busy and, you know, Hairstyle. He wants to wear his tight jeans, his nice clothes. He stood in salat all night for 10 days. What was he after? He was after rewards. He got the rewards. Then he left on Eid wearing a kuffar clothes. His heart is sick. He did not cure his heart in Atikaf. His heart is still sick. He sees beauty in other than the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He sees beauty in it. People say, Brother, is a haram yani? What's that language? What's that language? That's kindergarten language. Sheikh, if I wear like normal clothes, like, what, is it bad yani? Now, how bad is it? What's he talking? Kindergarten language. Brother, before you speak about what's halal and what's haram and how much sin and is it bid'ah and not bid'ah and all of that rubbish, ask yourself, ask this heart, where does this heart see beauty? In Sunnah or in G-Star? Uh, what's more beautiful? Billah tell me the truth. Don't lie to yourselves. Bead or what's cleaner? Is meat clean? Meat clean? For some people, they see beauty in meat. Some people, he has a beard, but when Allah, when Allah, he wants a fatwa to add, Shaykh, can I just zabbit a shway? Can I just act like, make it look, you know, tiny, fits, fits in, you know? <laughs> Don't worry about good deeds. People say, Sheikh, is it fart? Brother, don't worry about whether it's fart or sunnah. Worry about your heart. What does this heart see? So some people, my brothers, come to i'tikaf and he does not know what he wants. If you are here for rewards and you insist on being in kindergarten, you will get what you want, inshallah. Trust me, inshallah, in Masjid al-Nur, the program that we have here, film hasanat. Good deeds, mashallah, like no tomorrow. But I'm telling you now, 
Eid day comes, your life has not changed. Your intention, when you started the Ihtikaf already, you already started on the wrong foot. You already started corruption. Before, Shaitan has beaten you in the battle before the fight starts. You came to the Ihtikaf with an intention that this is what a 10-day change. A 10-day change in lifestyle. Sheikh, uh, what should I wear in Ihtikaf? A brother, let's bring your sunnah clothes, you know. You want, you know, an abaya, this, that. What's the program, inshallah? The Hajjud, the Quran, Dhikr. And your intention is what? And this is what? It's just a, the program for the 10 days. Eight day comes, what happens? What happen? People are asking, Sheikh, how many khatmat are we doing in the 10 days? Your brother, inshallah, will attempt to do two, inshallah, other than taraweeh, if you're doing the taraweeh. Because can we do more? My brothers are excited. Can we do more? Of course we can. We can do three khatmat, four khatmat. But can I ask you a question? How many khatmat will you do in shawal? What's the truth, my brothers? How many, how many people in the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam finished the Qur'an in the sad month? I call it the sad month. Shawal is the sad month. The month of Riddah. Not Kufri, not Riddah of Kufr. Riddah meaning a retraction. The Ummah was in the Masajid, Salah in the Masjid. Some people, they don't shave in Ramadan, you know? I found we the brothers that usually they clean shaven. I find them with a beard. Oh, mashallah, shoe, khalas. He goes, that Ramadan only. Some women put the scarf in Ramadan. So, Ramadan. You want me to shave in Ramadan, come I'll shave after Ramadan. So, sorry, I forgot that. Allah, you know. Allah only watches you in Ramadan. <laughs> Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is only there in Ramadan. Sheikh Kishk rahmatullah alayhi say that's he called some people, he called them Ramadaniyun. The Ramadan people. They worship Allah Azza wa Jalla only in Ramadan. But after Ramadan, I'm gonna go back to my normal life. Shaitan has already won. You ask for good deeds and bad deeds, you don't understand the meaning of Allah Azza wa Jalla. What we want, my brothers, is permanent change. I want to leave this i'tikaf a different person, a better person. My relationship with Allah Azza wa Jal has to change at its core. Not superficial change, not tiny change. We need to change a lot of things. And wallahi, the opportunity is there. The door is opened. Uqsim billahi al-azim. I take off by Allah Azza wa Jal. One sajda. One sajda in tahajjud. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you a look of pleasure. See, one look. Nadrat rida. Yandur ilayka ba'ayn rida. Allah gives you one look of pleasure. Allah sees a genuine heart, admits his mistakes. He knows his sickness, but he's pleading. Ya Allah, I don't know what to do. But he's not, he's not lying to himself. He knows where he stands and he's begging Allah Azza wa Jal. Allahumma baddil ahwalana ila ahsan al-ahwal. Ya Allah, change our condition. 
one look and you're set for life. You will see change in your life. You will say, Omar, I'tikaf 2017, it changed my life. Till now, I remember my first I'tikaf. My first I'tikaf was in the year 1997. I entered the masjid and I remember clearly I left the I'tikaf a very different person. This should be your experience. If you enter the I'tikaf and leave the I'tikaf with good deeds but nothing changed in your life, ya haram, loss, loss, the business has lost, your tijara has lost. So please, my brothers, be focused. We want permanent change. I want to gain something. I want to learn something. I want to buy something that I keep after Ramadan. This is your assessment. What did you keep after Ramadan? Not now. After Ramadan. This is the key, my brothers. The Mashaykh and ulama, my brothers, they speak a lot. A lot of things were said. A lot of books were written. A lot of lectures, mashallah. You jump on YouTube, thousands and thousands and millions of lectures now. Ilm is there. But the problem is I don't have it. It's not with me. I'm not practicing the deen of Allah Azza wa Jal. We have to permanently change. If we do not permanently change, again, Allah opens the doors. Allah opened the door for us. Wallahi, wallahi, wallahi. I take oath by Allah, my brothers. Many of us here do not deserve to be in the masjid. We don't deserve it. If, if it was justice, if it's how many times we betrayed our promises with Allah Azza wa Jal, Allah should have thrown us out or in a club somewhere. But wallahi, Allah opened the doors of his house for you again, again. Allowed you in, said Allah. This time, inshallah, are you going to fulfill your promise? Are you going to be serious? Are you going to change this time? Or is it again another... Another year, another atikaf, another month of fasting, another khatma of Quran, and nothing changes, and we go back to our old habits. This is what we need to discuss, my brothers, over the next 10 days. So are we all ready for permanent change? I want, from the beginning of the atikaf, I want each and every one of you, his phone, inshallah I don't have a phone with you, but if you do have your phone with you, a piece of paper, your phone, notes, anything. I want you to start listing down what you think, what you think is going to be permanent change in your life after Ramadan. If I was to ask you now, brothers, what do we need to change in our life? People will say different things. A brother will say, Shaykh, see, inshallah, I'm going to start praying in the masjid, inshallah. Another brother will say, Shaykh, I'm going to grow my beard. Another brother says, Inshallah, I will start memorizing the Quran. I will start learning Arabic. Oh, people have different intentions. Over the next 10 days, Inshallah, by the will of Allah Azza wa Jal, we will speak about what we need to change. I'm not talking about change. Some people are sitting in the talk, maybe first time, they're saying, What does it want us to change? I don't understand. It's a long story. It's not a pill, I'm sorry, it takes time. Actually, 10 days is very, very little. 
we will try to the best of our ability, inshallah, to cram, to squeeze what is usually discussed in years, in 10 days, because I might not see these faces again. So we will discuss, we will start with what we need to change. What do I need to change? I want the pleasure of Allah Azza wa Jal. I want the rida of Allah. What does Allah want from me? What do I need to change in my life? Will I change my clothes, yani, my habit, my life? There's a lot of change that needs to come in our life, my brothers. A lot of change. But mainly, mainly, mainly this happens. Allah says in the Quran, On Judgment Day, the test, no money, no children, nothing will benefit you. There's no connections, there's no families. There's no wallah and a bit fulan. I am a PhD, I have uh, you know, a master's, I'm a doctor, I'm a lawyer, I'm an accountant, I'm rich, I have an Australian passport. All of these things are rubbish on Judgment Day. In the hadith, Abaytum fi dunya illa an taqulu fulan ibn fulan. In dunya you insisted on using this language. Fulan is the son of fulan. You know what I mean? You know it. Fulan ibn Fulan, wa Fulan ibn Fulan, al-yawma today, ad'u nasabakum, I humiliate your lineages, wa arfa'u nasabi, and I raise my lineage, aydan muttaqoon, where are those who have taqwa, where are they? Where are they? On Judgment Day, my brothers, it's all about this heart. The heart, the heart. إِلَّا مَنْ أَتَى اللَّهَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٍ Allah wants a clean heart. Good deeds and mashaAllah, good rewards and all the amal you want. Salah, zakah, hajj, i'tikaf, fasting, sadaqah, charity, jihad fi sabillah. Name any amal you want. You know why this amal actually exists? It's designed this amal is designed, the act of worship is designed to cure the heart. Do you understand what I'm saying? Why are we praying all night? For rewards? <laughs> it's exactly like when you say to your kid, please, please, memorize Juz Amma and I'll buy you a bike. What's happening here? What's happening about this? The language of who? The language of babies. You talk to your son, you love your son. You say to your son, Habub, memorize your Amma, inshallah. Memorize, you know, 20 pages of the Quran, and I promise you, I will buy you the best bike in town. Why does the kid memorize? He wants what? He wants seriously, Baba, a bike. He, says, yeah. oh, he grabs the most half and starts banging his head, you know. He wants the bike. But what does the father know? Who cares about the bike? What an idiot, what a baby. <laughs> what a baby. Who cares about the bike? I want him to learn the book of Allah Azza wa Jal. Likewise, my brothers, no, we don't understand. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes salah. How much reward is salah? How much reward? Oh, brother, wallahi, if you come to the masjid, you know, every step you take to the mosque, one uh, khatwa will lift you a level higher in paradise. One khatwa, one step will wipe away one of your sins. The angel are making dua for you. All of this is the language of babies. Allah knows we're weak people. Really, what's the purpose of salat? 
إلا من أتى الله بقلب سليم. صلاة كيورز يور هارت. زكاة كيورز يور هارت. شاريتي وركس أون ذا هارت. اعتكاف والله اتس فور ذا هارت. All the أعمال أوف دين أر ديزاين تو كيور ذا هارت. So guess what? Foolish people, foolish people that don't understand this concept. They do the amal, they do the action, they after rewards and good deeds. And he looks at his heart after the action and his heart is as sick as. The stench is unbelievable. His heart is sick. Has he benefited from his salat? Has he benefited from his Quran? Has he benefited from this amal? Wallahi, you will get nothing. I know it sounds harsh, but me and you on Judgment Day, I will show you, inshallah. I will show you. You will get nothing. The whole purpose of our deen is this heart. I am praying, mashallah, all night. But I still can't love my brother for the sake of Allah Azza wa Jalla. Pray for the next 30 years. How many, how many khatmat do you want in Ramadan? 25? Ikhtim the Quran one million times. Your heart is a, a what? A sick heart. I am, mashallah, I've memorized the whole Quran. But in my heart, I have arrogance. <laughs> what did Rasulullah promise sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? لا يدخل الجنة من كان في قلبه مثقال ذرة من كبر. Golden rule. If you have an atom's weight of arrogance in your heart, no jannah. Oh, but I did this. I, I prayed five times a day in the masjid. Habibi, if you prayed properly, there will be no kibr in your heart. Why? The real purpose of salat. إن الصلاة تنهى عن الفحشاء وال Salah stops the person from fahsha and munkar. Salah purifies the heart. Quran, what's the purpose of Quran? Allah says in the Quran, in the Quran Allah says, وَنُنَزِّلُ مِنَ الْقُرْآنِ مَا هُوَ شِفَاءٌ وَرَحْمَةٌ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ We reveal from this Quran, from this book, what is a cure and mercy for all believers. وَلَا يَزِيدُ الظَّالِمِينَ إِلَّا خَسَاءً but oppressors and wrongdoers, this Quran increases them in loss. So someone who has memorized the book of Allah Azza wa Jal, but has given in his heart, what happened? Father, Ya Haram, the Quran will come on judgment day and work against him. Look at the calamity, look at the musibah. Quran, not will work for you, not will intercede for you, no Quran will come and it will be working against you. Al-Quran Quran will come, say Allah burn this guy. Why? The heart is sick. So all our deen, my brothers, is about this heart. The qualities that Allah wants to see in believers. There are certain qualities, certain sifat, that Allah wants in this heart. You meet Allah without them, 
Ya haram, you are in such a loss. Such a loss. You have failed in your test in dunya. I don't care how much actions and acts of worship or acts of worship you have done. I've memorized the Quran. I went 20 times Hajj. I went for Umrah. I gave in charity. All of this is, as we say in Arabic, zeros on the left. You have one. You know the one? Draw one like this. Put one zero on its right. How much now? Put another zero. How much? 100. Put another zero. That's why it's ah. Every time you add a zero, ching ching, we're talking money. Ah. Put a zero on the left. What does it mean? Nothing. Nothing. Means nothing. Zero. It did not change anything in the number. Zero one. Double zero one. Triple zero one. One million zero one is still a one. All the a'mal in the world and your heart is sick. Ya haram, ya miskin, you have failed. We want this heart. I want to leave i'tikaf with a better heart. Our hearts, my brothers, unfortunately, are full of sicknesses. Full of sicknesses. You know when one of us, my brothers, has a sickness? One sickness. It affects him. Imagine you're diabetic. How much does it change your lifestyle? Imagine you're diabetic and you have flu. Imagine you're diabetic and you have flu and you have high blood pressure. Ya Allah. I was once, I was once doing atakaf in Egypt with my sheikh. His name is Sheikh Dilisi. Some of you, mashallah, have seen him. So I was doing atakaf in the last 10 days. I was still new. I was fresh, full of energy. You know, I was maybe 20 years old. I had health at the time. But subhanAllah, I went to the i'tikaf and this man is above 60. He was taken in in Egypt in the early days, locked up for many, many years in jail, tortured for many, many years. So he's lost one E. He's deaf in one E. They popped his eardrum. And he made the liver transplant. So his liver has collapsed, he did a liver transplant. His kidneys are gone, he's got heart disease, he's diabetic, hypertension, and above 60 years old. And he prays how long? All night. Every night, I was just there in Egypt visiting, I thought 100%, 100% this guy has collapsed. خلاص. 15 years ago, 16 years ago, he was on a stick and shaking. Wallah, I went to the masjid, I arrived there, and he's still praying for Mesha till Fajr. So I was once doing i'tikaf in the masjid. First day is MashaAllah, front row, pumping it up, all nighters, you know, MashaAllah, encouragement, Iman, this, that. Second, third day, I got sick, bugged. I got a flu. Tonsils, you know, my throat inflamed, this, that, temperature, fever, you know, I, I measured my temperature, I was 39 and a half. Can't see, my eyes are, you know, blurry. 
And sure, what do they have? Not like us here, we have luxury. Masjid al-Nur is babies. A haram, you know. Turn off the light at the back, some people want to sleep. None of that there. There's a floor for prayer and a floor for sleep. After Maghrib, we have iftar and the sleeping grounds get locked. There's no sleeping. No leaving, no sleeping. Wallah, I'm sick, I'm tired, I'm exhausted. Habibi. Go and pray. I knew, I said, I went to the brother responsible in the masjid. I said, look, many shaykh within me, I can't see in front of me. I'm going to fall. I can't pray in shaykh. So he goes, Habibi, go ask the shaykh. Go no way, ask the shaykh. Please, Allah, mention Allah, give me some money on the side, do something, you know? If you want to sleep, follow him. I couldn't see. So I went to the back of the masjid. The masjid is full to the door. So I went to the back of the masjid and I came beside one of the walls and I ate. I took a corner like that, gave my back to the people and I slept. Everyone's praying the first two rak'ah usually take around four and a half hours. So I slept. After the first two rak'ah, the sheikh asked, where's Omar? I was new, he was like, he, he, he was following me, you know? he had me in his mind. So they go, oh, he's sick at the back. So he came with his stick. I'll never forget this day in my life. He woke me up with his stick. Wake up! La ilaha illallah. I looked at him. It's like a ghost came, you know? What the? So, Sheikh, he goes, why, why aren't you praying? I go, Sheikh, Wallah, fever. I'm sick. He goes, sick? You're sick? <laughs> I'm sick! You're sick? I'm sick! What, you have flu? I have this and I have that. I just uh, live a transplant and this and that. I'm praying. You're sick? You have a flu? I mean, together. Then he said to me, Omar, Qiyam al-layl matradatum lidda'i min al-bana. Standing in Salat is a cure for sickness. Get up. And he made me stand for the rest of the night in Salat. I'll never forget that day in my life. The reason I'm telling you the story is, people say that we are sick. How sick are you? You don't know. Some people have multiple sicknesses. Multiple sicknesses. My brothers, our hearts are not sick. Our hearts are infested with cancer. What do we have? Not one cancer. Some people have liver cancer, very dangerous. Pancreas cancer, very dangerous. Lung, leukemia, this, that. Imagine someone who has them all. Is that chance? You get diagnosed with cancer in one organ and you're doing these ones in the hospital. Imagine you go and the doctor says you have 10 different cancers. Our hearts are full of cancers, my brothers. Wallahi they are. But who's the Shafi? If it was human beings to cure, there's no chance. But Allah is the Shafi. Our job in these 10 days will be to highlight these cancers. Are you with me? Follow me or are you sleeping already? Sleeping? Tired? Over the next few days, my brothers, we will speak about these diseases. I can't do much for anyone here. Everyone is responsible for himself. 
I can highlight the disease for you. I can show you what, I can tell you, I can speak to you from experience. Alhamdulillah, Allah gave us some knowledge. I can speak to you and myself about what cure the Prophet said to us about this disease. But it will be up to the individual to take the medicine. Are you with me or not? Are you following me? Our hearts are full of sicknesses. All what we can do in a talk like this is discuss these sicknesses. And speak about the cure. People will say, I'm telling you before now, before we start. People will say, Ya Allah, I went to Masjid al-Nur and this Ajib Sheikh sent us all to hellfire. That's the feeling you will have, telling you from now. Towards the end of Atikaf, the feeling you should have is, where are we going? Where are we going, my brothers? Hellfire. You should not feel after the Atikaf, oh, man, I prayed all night, we're going to Jannah, inshallah. No, 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 no. That's a myth. You will leave the Atikaf feeling what? I'm going to hellfire. People will say, how annoying, you know, it's demotivating, it's this. Wallahi, brother, I'm telling you now from experience. Someone is sick. Should we lie to him? Should we lie to a sick person, my brothers? Should I lie to you? You know, this difference between the Western world in medicine and the Arab world. In Egypt, for example, in Lebanon, when someone gets cancer, what happens? What happens? The doctor doesn't tell him. It's a big issa in a movie, it's Hollywood. He grabs the family, a secret meeting. Your father was diagnosed with cancer. So how will you tell him? Please don't tell him about it. Well, what's wrong with me? La, la, alhamdulillah, your health is perfect. It's all right, mashallah. It's just a wa'aka sahaya, you know, just flu. Usually they won't say, it will take weeks and months and this, how to tell him, how to bring it up slowly, up gradually. You go to Australia, here to hospital, you get diagnosed with cancer. Doctor comes to you in two seconds. Habibi, you have three days. Talk to me a bit, you know, Arabs get upset. Actually, you know what? He might have found that you will live for a month. But what does he say? Three days. Why? Why? I'll tell him the truth. I'll tell him the worst case scenario. What he does after this is his business. It's his right to know. He needs to know how dangerous the situation is. If I paint it more black, then it is no problem. But if I lie to him, I have harmed him. And this is how we all love being lied to, my brothers. We love these talks and lectures and mashayikh that will sit. Inshallah. Jannah al-Firdaus. The guy is a hypocrite. <laughs> He's going to Adark al Asfal bin Amar. He's going to the worst pit of hellfire if he dies in this state. And the Sheikh says to him, What? Don't worry, inshallah. Allah Ghafur Rahim. Jannatul Firdaus, inshallah. Has he benefited or harmed him? He has harmed. The Prophet, وسلم, my brothers, once saw Abu Hurairah. So he goes, Ya Abu Hurairah. Anyone who says La ilaha illallah eventually will go to Jannah. Amazing hadith. Amazing bashara. So Abu Huraira got so happy. 
He goes to Prophet of Allah, should I go tell people? The Prophet said, even yet, they will learn. They will arrive, they won't work. That's the human nature, my brothers. As soon as I feel I'm a pass, what happens? It's Malaysia time. The Sheikh said, I'm going to Firdaus. Let's book the holiday to Malaysia. Why? Plus. The idea, my brothers, is please, please, what we are talking here is not to make anyone depressed. You will get depressed, but that's not my intention. Wallah, it's not my intention. Our intention is to be realistic. At the end of the day, no one should, I'm saying this as a disclaimer at the beginning, no one should ever lose hope in Allah Azza wa Jal. Regardless of what your state is, no one should ever lose hope in Allah Azza wa Jal. Clear rule? No one should lose hope. No matter how, how much haram, how many sicknesses you have, إِنَّهُ لَا يَيْأَسُ مِنْ رَوْحِ اللَّهِ إِلَّا الْقَوْمُ الْكَافِرُونَ وَمَنْ يَقْنَطُ مِنْ رَحْمَةِ رَبِّهِ Only an idiot loses hope in the mercy of Allah Azza wa Jal. There's always hope. But please, to make a proper plan, you need to be realistic. You need to know how bad your heart is. You need to know how sick it is to start taking the bloody medicine. You need to know the situation. You need to know how dangerous your situation is to move. If I lie to you, it's khiyana of amana. It's treason. I'm fooling you, and it's not the time of fooling. It's actually a very, very dangerous time, my brothers. We are living in a dangerous time, and our time that's left is very limited. This is why, my brothers, we have to understand i'tikaf is all about the heart. Deen is all about the heart. What we want is this heart, this heart, my brothers. Where are you going? What's happening? Are we ready, inshallah? You with me? We have a deal, we have an understanding. No one should leave the gathering and say, Farah, man, there's no hope. You say that, you didn't understand. We want to build a plan together. But we need to build a plan, we need to know these diseases. The first thing my brothers will speak about as an introduction to any relationship with Allah Azza wa Jal is repentance. You've entered the masjid, mashallah. You've come here. You want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept you. You want to start your path to Allah azza wa jal. You want to start your deen, mashallah. You want to pump it up. You want to clean the earth. What's the first requirement, my brothers? What is it? Step one. We need to, we need to, my brothers, before your next salat. I'm sorry I'm late. You should have done this before you started, yesterday, the day before. But better late than never. What do we need, my brothers? What do we need now? Urgently, what do we need? We need tawbah. We need repentance. The life we have lived, my brothers, is the life of jahiliyyah. I don't care who you are, what you are, what you've done in the past, trust me. So much shortcomings. And this is the feeling every believer should have in his heart. No one should say, no, but man, I heard the Sheikh today, I think he's wrong, man. I think I've done well. Anyone, my brothers, who thinks he has done well, Shaitan has he's destroyed you. 
the best of Sahaba, the best of people, the highest levels of Iman, people who really worked hard, my brothers, people who sacrificed their whole life for the deen of Allah Azza wa Jal, migration with the Prophet, jihad with Rasulullah, day in, day out, salah, dua, Quran, dhikr, no haram in their life. And still they felt what? What they feel like? We've wasted our life. How will we face Allah Azza wa Jal? used to say, I wish, I wish, I wish I was a leaf on a tree that's bitten by a camel, taken by a camel, chewed, digested, defecated. And I'm what? What did he wish he was? Buraz, feces. Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu is wishing that he is feces and not stand before Allah Azza wa Jal on Judgment Day to be questioned. What will I say? If Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu is thinking like this, what should me and you think, my brothers? A life of hawa and desires and shahawat and israf and haram and salah and hearts are sick, and no Quran, and no dhikr, and no iman, and no da'wah, and name it. What should we feel in our hearts, my brothers? So no one should ever feel, Alhamdulillah, you know what? I'm alright. There's no alright. I am rubbish. Any Muslim who thinks other than that is fooled by shaitan. What am I? I am. Say it. Teach your tongue. Teach your tongue to say it. I am rubbish. My deen is rubbish, my life is rubbish, what has passed, the years that have passed is dhulm. Rabbana zalamna anfusana. Every day we'll make this dua inshallah. What's the dua we say? Rabbana zalamna anfusana. We have oppressed our own, so we can't harm Allah. Who have we harmed? Rabbana zalamna anfusana. Wa illam taghfil lana wa tarhamna lanakunanna min al-khasirin. Ya Allah. If you do not forgive us, if you don't show mercy to us, we will definitely be from the losers. This is why, my brothers, stats are very, very important. The mood you enter the i'tikaf in, the mood you stand in salah in is very important. You come to Allah Azza wa Jal admitting your sin, admitting your shortcomings, not hiding. And it's not about what you say with your tongue, it's about what you feel in your heart. Some people in his tongue, what does he say? On his tongue! Allah, Allah, I'm rubbish. But in his heart, Brother Joel, I'm Sheikh Omar. Brother, I've memorized the Quran. Brother, I, I did this. Brother, I've, I've given that much in charity. Ya haram, ya miskeen, your heart is full of cancer. Your heart has cancer, AIDS, and Ebola together. Together. This is why, my brothers, it is very, 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 very important. Wallahi, crucially important. Very important for each and every one of us to approach Allah Azza wa Jal as a sinner. Allah loves. Inna Allah yuhibbu tawabin. The Prophet ﷺ used to repent to Allah Azza wa Jal and seek his forgiveness a hundred times a day. Rasulullah ﷺ. How many times? Are you tired already? Don't worry about the adhan. This we are going until the iqamah. 
So shake off any shaitan on your head. Ah, oh, it's tired, my back. We will finish at 3.30, inshallah. Every day, from Dhuhr to Asr. Get used to work, get your backs ready. Khalas? My brothers, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves those who repent. Loves those who admit their weakness. The help of Allah and the nusrah of Allah is with who? The weak, not the strong. Not the arrogant, not the confident. Allah loves those who are weak. And Allah's help is with the weak. So we approach Allah Azza wa Jal as weak people. Allah, we are rubbish. We have done so bad in our life. We are hanging on to the rope of your mercy, Allah. So step number one, my brothers, is repentance. Tawbah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu, tubu ila Allahi tawbatan nasuha. What does tawbah nasuh mean? Tawbah nasuh. Proper repentance, my brothers. Genuine repentance. Not like the repentance we've done before. You know this guy that made repentance before? Ya Allah, inshaAllah, I won't watch haram again. Last Artakaf, remember? Where is he now? He's coming standing for Allah Azza wa Jal after one year, 365 days of perving. He knows, I know, we know each other. Ya Allah, I won't backbite again ever. Backbiting musibah. Musibah is something light? Is backbiting light, my brothers? Is it light? Major sin. How many times have we repented to Allah Azza for backbiting? Go back here, those who did at the calf last year. Ya Allah, khalas, that's it, I'm going to hold my tongue. Wallah on Faram. This is why we say, my brothers, it's very, very, very important that we repent to Allah properly. That's step one. Step one is what? What step one say it? Tawbah. Step one is Tawbah. From the sins that we know at least. Some people come to Allah Azza wa Jal in the i'tikaf and Allah knows. Allah knows that your heart is so sick in your heart to come to i'tikaf and you have intention to do haram after Eid again. You know yourselves. Oh, that movie is coming out in August. Huh? The movie is coming out when? I wish it came out before the i'tikaf, man, but it's coming out in August. I can't miss that movie. I was, I've been waiting for it for months. He's coming to Atikaf and he's, Shaitan has already won the battle. This man has intention to disobey Allah Azza wa Jal after Eid. Doesn't work that way. How about another comes and says, Shaykh, look, I, I know myself, man. I'm weak. I know I'm in a battle. I know I'm not going to continue. I say, brother, you're right. You're honest with yourself. I know you're not lying. At least you're not lying to yourself. I know you believe in your heart that you are weak. But do you know the power of Allah Azza wa Jal? I ask you a, a rhetorical, theoretical question. Can Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, can He subhanahu wa ta'ala from this i'tikaf make you avoid all major sin until you die? Can He or not? Can He? Wallahi he can. All what needs to happen is that Allah needs to accept 
your genuine repentance. What things happen? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, my brothers, is the one who accepts repentance. Allah, what does he do? Allah accepts. If you repent to Allah Azza wa Jal sincerely from your heart, and Allah accepts your repentance, that's it. That's it. You will never fall in that sin again, inshallah. Very, very, very easy in such environment in the last 10 nights of Ramadan. If you hit Laylatul Qadr and Allah sees a repenting heart, you're set for life. Don't look at your power. Don't look at your past. Who will accept? Why, why do you refuse to give Allah the honor He deserves? Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why, do you have, why are you refusing to acknowledge the might of Allah? If Allah decides you will never fall in haram again, very easy for Allah. What's the barrier between you and avoiding sin completely in your life? Allah accepting your repentance. This is why we make dua. What do we say in our dua? Allahumma tub alayna tawbatan nasuha. Allah tub alayna means what? Yani Allah accept our repentance. Make us repent, Ya Allah. Allah can make you repent and make your repentance genuine. But we need to fulfill the conditions, my brothers. What are the conditions of repentance? Three. Memorize them, learn them from now until Salah tonight. I want you, please, for the sake of Allah Azza wa Jal, to think of these things. Think of the haram in your life. Please, please, please shake off your head this idea of rewards and good deeds and bad i want you to repent we want to repent my brothers we want to stop sin and haram in our life i want you to make a list <coughs> from now after asr maybe after maghrib make a list of the haram in your life the haram you've done in your life that you know over the next 10 days you will know more haram in your life but for now what you know and say to Allah Azza wa Jal, Ya Allah, this sin, inshallah, never again. I don't know how. It sounds hard. But la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. If Allah decides, finished. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Allah is the one that has all the power. Allah can change us, my brothers. Never lose hope in the mercy of Allah. Never lose hope in the hands of Allah. Wallahi, wallahi, one rak'ah, one sajda. One subhan rabbi al-azim can change your life permanently. Wallahi. But let it come from the heart. We have to repent, my brothers. We have to return to Allah Azza wa Jal. And the conditions are three. Who knows them? Number one, what are they? An tuqla an al-ma'asiyah. I'm assuming, inshallah, it's an assumption, inshallah, I'm assuming that those of us here in Atikaf have come here and they're not doing sin while they're in Atikaf. It's hard to say, but an assumption that we've come here and we have stopped the sin. There's things that we have stopped, things maybe it's hard to stop, like backbiting. You come to Atikaf and backbiting stays at home, comes with you to the masjid. Those of you who are carrying phones, what's happening? What's happening on the phone? He's praying, reading Quran and purity and Iman and Taqwa all night. Comes in the morning, he wakes up, he turns on the internet and he's, uh, he starts scrolling. After three minutes on your phone on the internet, 
you've already destroyed a whole night of salat. Haram. This girl, that girl, this image, this object. She's giving, she's a news reporter. Last time I checked, it was still haram. I don't know, maybe things have changed. She's still showing her aura, you know, you're still flirting. You're still disobeying the order of Allah Azza wa Jalla. So we say, my brothers, please, 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 if you want to i'tikaf to be beneficial, from now onwards, every action you do in this i'tikaf, not only at night in salat, wallahi, every action you do in the i'tikaf affects the end result. How many of us are here now? In i'tikaf, we have 150 people. Maybe there's 100 people sitting down and 50 is still in their beds or whatever they're doing, hiding. Some people prefer to be in the toilet rather than the talk. Go to the toilet. So we say, my brothers, every action you do, you know, if you sit down in the morning today and by mistake you backbite someone, you know what happens? This might affect the whole atikaf. Are you serious, Shaykh? Is it that bad? Allah, one sin can pollute the whole atikaf. The results are gone for us. So please, for Allah's sake, watch your tongue. Avoid sin, avoid haram, avoid backbiting, avoid turning on your phone. Only if you have your phone with you, shaitan has already immunized, immunized your i'tikaf. He's immune. Yes, mashallah, you locked it. What's the purpose of i'tikaf? Who knows? Why, why do we come to i'tikaf? Why? Why don't we stay at home? Why? What's the purpose of seclusion? What? The focus on ibadah to avoid dunya, sah? To shaitan created the phone. <laughs> now we go on furuj, we go at the kaf, Habibi, where are you gonna hide from me? You wanna hide from me in the masjid? Habibi, come back, come back. So he gave you the phone to stay in touch with him, don't leave me. You wanna enter the protection of the house of Allah? Allah ta'alaik, please. <laughs> Take the phone with you. Just in case the movie comes out, why are you not the kaf? Just, you know. An ad, check, messages, WhatsApp, Tango, Bango, Mango, whatever are you doing? Facebook. A brother prays all night, salat. Purity, Iman, Quran. Quran is shaking his heart. Wakes up in the morning and checks his Facebook account. <laughs> so please, please, if you do have your phone with you, Turn it off. Ah, oh, Sheikh, my work and this, Habibi, turn it off. The whole pur purpose of Atakaf is to avoid dunya. Wallahi, wallahi. I know you think the world turns around you. Wallahi, I know you think you're the center of earth. But you know, you know, if you turn your phone off, wallahi, wallahi, things will be fine. Actually, things will be better. Wallahi, it will be better for you. People don't believe me, I know, but wallahi, it will be better for you. Wallahi, nothing will happen. Ah, urgency, 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 خلاص. You can't, يعني, turn your phone off once a day. Check messages, important work, and turn it off straight away again. But don't follow shaitan's footsteps. It will destroy your i'tikaf. Rule number one in Tawbah, my brothers, is what? Is to stop sin. Please, please, please. If you are a smoke, <laughs> telling you now, you're my friends, you're my brothers, we agreed, there's no 
sweet talking in this atakaf, صح? Didn't you agree? If you are a smoker, Shaykh, are you serious? Is it haram, brother? Again, you're talking the language of kindergarten. Allah, please. Now is not the time to even come close to sin. Please, stop now. Oh, I can't. It's hard, brother. Just pray to Raka'at. Stop the sin and pray to Raka'at and ask Allah Azza wa Jal for His help. Allah will not catch you, inshaAllah. You'll be surprised how much help from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes. But to Raka'at of Tahajjud, and how long is the break, Shaykh? Five minutes? Alhamdulillah, I can have a quickie. <laughs> He's having a cigarette between the Raka'at of Tarawih. Two Raka'at, one cigarette. Two Raka'at, one cigarette. Al-Maskhara. You know? So please, avoid sin. If you want your i'tikaf to be beneficial, avoid haram. Make an intention. Any haram in your life, stop. Finish. No more. No more haram in my life. There's that sin I know I can't stop. I've tried so many times, brother. Just repent to Allah and beg Allah Azza wa Jal to assist you. Allah will help you. Inshallah, Allah will help you. All of us ready, my brothers? We make an intention now. All sin, anything displeasing to Allah Azza wa Jal, that's it. No more. This is a genuine repentance on the heart, my brothers. Number one, we stop the sin. Number two, we regret the sin. Another disease. Some people stop the sin. No sin in his life, Allah. But he doesn't regret the sin. You know what I mean? There's no regret. Meaning what? Sometimes, you know, you had your jahiliyyah, you had your days. So you sit down with your old mates. And old mates are poisoned. What do old mates do, my brothers? It's very beneficial sometimes and very poisonous sometimes. We were together in Jahiliyyah, now we're together in the Masjid. We sit down and go, we zakkar haku, the days. Remember that day when we. <laughs> What's that? Is that regret? Some people, even when they're alone, I, I, I admit, I. I have this disease. A thought of an incident happens in your life before in the past. What does it you alone? You're sitting alone. And then before you know it, a smile comes to your face. <laughs> what an idiot, man. Just that smile. Just that smile shows that your repentance was not genuine. Allah wants regret why regret my brothers I'll remind you of another incident in your life that has to do with dunya don't worry about deen anyone here was bashed in school as a kid like really bashed like humiliated in front of his, the girls in the class you know anyone here I'm not asking you like someone that could have got bashed you know? anyone here Sometimes, I know Hoplos got the building before. I remember in my days, I got the building. Alright, like, I got a proper building. 
was a big for the big maskara. Well, I, I, I was traumatized after this. My image, my email, this. Uh, I found, you know, years after, years after. Allah, till now, as soon as the memory comes to my mind, what I feel in my heart, pain. Even though these people that this happened with and those who saw the incident, they all they will never remember the incident, خلاص. Never remember it. I've moved on. I'm in a different country. They don't know where I am. I don't know. Every single time I remember this incident, what comes to my heart? Pain. I should have. I should have buried the guy then and there. Why? You felt humiliated. Likewise, my brother's a believer that has a, a clean heart. Every time he remembers his sin, what happens to his heart? A smile? A smile? What does he remember? Pain. Because what does he think now? Repentance or no repentance, Habib, I'm going to have to stand before Allah Azza wa Jal and discuss this sin. conversation will happen. Do you remember this thing? Just Allah saying this to you, my brother. Just Allah saying to you, do you remember this thing? Why? This conversation made Sahaba's hairs turn white. Because they have proper hearts, my brothers. How will we face Allah Azza wa Jal? Repentance and you know, they did a'mal after this. Still, how will I stand before Allah Azza wa Jal and have a conversation about the sin? What will I say? This is why my brothers, proper believers, people who repent to Allah genuinely, regret the sin. Now, unfortunately, not only we don't regret, sometimes we are proud. Two boys, now they're on team. They sit down together. Brother, how bad was your jahiliyyah? Oh, I have no idea, man. I was bad. He goes, Habibi, nothing like me. He goes, Shay Wallah, what did you do? He goes, well, I did this. <laughs> Habibi, I've done uh, 10 times. Seriously? Yeah. We compete on who had? It's a competition. You know? Who was worse? Who did more sin in haram? You know? All because of lack of understanding. So we want to stop the sin, my brothers, and number two, we need to <laughs> focus, focus with me, focus with me, very, very important. We need to regret the sin. And number three, we need to intend never to return. Ya Allah, I will never, ever, ever come back to this sin again. Never. How? I don't know how. It's in my life, brother. Just for the sake of Allah Azza wa Jal, in this i'tikaf, made a, made a genuine intention never to return and have hope Allah will help you. And see what happens. All of us ready, my brothers? Three conditions. Stop. Regret. Intend never to return. This is if the sin is between you and who? Me and Allah. I drank alcohol. I you know watched I saw something haram. <coughs> it's between you and Allah. 
How about if the sin has to do with another human being? We call these sins what? Hukuq al-ibad. Our downfall, my brothers. Our downfall. We don't like talking about it. We don't like saying it. But trust me, my brothers. We are. Our past is full of rubbish. So much harm we have done to people. Starting from mother, father, family members, brothers, sisters, cousins, neighbors, friends, school friends, people in your past. Some people fresh, just recent. I've harmed him, I've done this, I've done that. Brother, if you want Allah to accept you, you have to return these people's rights. You stole money. You backbeat. Qala sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Atadruna man al-muflis. Do you know who the bankrupt is? Who ya Rasulullah? Al-muflis fina man la dirham alahu wa la mata'a. The bankrupt is someone who has no money, no furniture, no property. Qala la. Al-muflis min ummati man yati yawm al-qiyamati bi'a'malin kal-jibal. The bankrupt of my ummah is someone who will come on judgment day with actions and good deeds like mountains, hajj and umrah and i'tikaf and fasting and Ramadan and charity and a'mal and a'mal. وَلَكِنْ يَأْتِي وَقَدْسَبَّ هَذَا وَضَرَبَ هَذَا وَاغْتَابَ هَذَا وَأَكَلَ مَالَ هَذَا He comes and he has harmed this person, backbit this person, stole money from this person, abused this person, made fun of this person, belittled this person, humiliated this person, hit this person. What happens? فَيُؤْخَذُ مِنْ حَسَنَاتِهِ وَيُعْطُوهُ Allah will take from his good deeds and give who? And give these people in compensation. My brothers, many of us will have the shock of our life on Judgment Day. I'm telling you now, we know how many people harmed us. Every one of us never forgets those who harmed him. You know who we forget? Those we have harmed. Memory loss. How many people have backbit? If I ask you now, who backbit you? Say, he backbit me before. You will never forget that kalb. Say, he backbit me, I know he backbit me. You will never forget his name. If I ask you, how many people did you backbite? Ya <laughs> haram. The list is very long. You don't know, you can't remember. You know who made fun of you, he hurt you, he scarred you. But you can't remember how many people you have made fun of and you have harmed. This is why we say, my brothers, with regards to the rights of people, if you want this i'tikaf to have any change in your life, to bring any positivity in your life, don't sit on it. Qala sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The words of our Prophet. من كانت له عند أخيه مظلمة. Anyone who knows he has harmed his brother. من عرض من مال money honor this that backbiting. فليستحله منه اليوم today 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 before tomorrow today before tomorrow فليستحله منه اليوم seek his forgiveness make dua for him return his حق to him قبل ألا يكون درهم ولا ما before the day comes when there is no gold and silver. Come by your way out of problems. He will rip you off. He will strip you naked of your a'mal. You will come on judgment day. I've done i'tikaf for 10 days in Faramat. 
standing in salat and my back and my knee. The guy in the back bit will say, Zakallah khair, thank you for your atikaf. May Allah reward you. What a harqa. In dunya, my brothers, have you seen someone who was ripped off in dunya? Imagine someone ripped you off a hundred grand. How do you feel in your heart? Imagine, he, he took your money, he ripped you off. Oh, people, I've seen people that felt that they have been roared or ripped off. Ya Allah, the ghil, the anger, the, the pain in his heart that he was ripped off. The frustration. All regarding rubbish in dunya. Imagine hard-earned, accepted good deeds by Allah. Accepted. I did i'tikaf and my i'tikaf was accepted. It's actually in my good books. Comes the little guy and rips my accepted good deeds. Why? All because of arrogance in this world. Because I can't make up. I can't apologize. I can't seek forgiveness. So please, my brothers, male, female, women, sisters, also, you know, this loose tongue, the backbiting, the haram, the na'al of kalam, the passing on of words, the rumors, the this, all haram. Repent to Allah Azza wa Jal. Grab the people around you. Send the text message, you know, to the people. Say, please, genuinely, not a mass text message. Don't send the fake one. Allah please. You know this mass text message, the copy-paste one that you do for Hajj? Inshallah, Allah has blessed me with Hajj, Inshallah. If I have harmed you in any way, form or sort, you know, please forgive me, man. This is as, as useless as the time it took you to, you know, write. Allah wants genuine pain, humiliation for yourself. Listen, go to the person and seek his forgiveness. Brother, sister, I have harmed you. Please forgive me for the sake of Allah, Put your face down, lower your gaze, and apologize genuinely. He doesn't accept, insist. Please, for the sake of Allah, I beg of you, beg of him, beg of her, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts you. You don't do this, you're too good, you're too arrogant, don't worry, inshallah. You're risking what? You're risking your deen, up to you. So my brothers, step one, for us to benefit from this i'tikaf, for us to learn and move forward in our deen, we need to repent to Allah Azza wa Jal. Allah accepts a genuine repentance and you have no idea how much it will have an effect on your deen. All of us ready, inshallah? Please, my brother, spend some time alone. Think of what wrong you have done and repent to Allah Azza wa Jal properly so that your heart can benefit. For us to move forward. Jazakumullah khair wa barakatuh.